It's time for an inside look at the most powerful motorsport on the planet. WFO Radio, NHRA Nitro. Hey everybody, WFO Radio is back. The winter break is on. But there's a whole lot of NHRA drag racing to talk about. And so we are going to dive in. Happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. we got the voice of the NHRA, Alan Reinhardt, will be joining us moments from now from Tucson, Arizona. Find out what's up in Allen land. Uh, I've got a bunch of great stuff going on here on the other side of the good old US of A here in sunny South Florida. We've got our 40th annual Citrus Nationals this weekend. The final one, they say, out in uh, Palm Beach as that track, you know, who knows what's going to happen in the future. The rumor mill is just going and going and going. Dave Richards going to have his nitro car there. It's going to be kind of interesting. Just found out they'll be running sportsmen. So I'm excited. Maybe I'll go out and try to go bracket racing again. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but we'll dive into all of that. Some of the Lucas Oil Series champs, find out what's on AR's mind. Just kind of kick it with everybody. But I want to let everybody know tomorrow, Wednesday, tomorrow, Wednesday, 12 noon Eastern, tomorrow, Wednesday, Greg Anderson. The parade of WFO radio champions begins again. We heard from Ron Caps on Friday. We'll hear from Greg Anderson right before Thanksgiving. And hopefully everybody will be able to check it out uh, as, you know, Thanksgiving turkey is eaten and consumed and everybody is enjoying themselves with friends and family, et cetera, and so on. Greg Anderson, noon to uh, Wednesday right before Thanksgiving. Just posted a link. The WFO merch store is up and working and available. People are loving the hoodies and the t-shirts with the wide F and o open logo, right? Obviously mugs and wine gobble, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, everybody's got them. Uh, hit the link that we just put up in the chat section right there and you can get up to 35% off right now. Really loving that because I don't have to do anything other than tell you about it. And the WFO people are loving it uh, greatly. Our sponsors really appreciate everybody out there, like the folks at Total Seal Piston Rings, the leader in ring seal technology. Tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning, early, bright and early, like 6 a.m. Eastern, the newest episode getting ready to drop, Gary Stinnett. Gary Stinnett Racing Engines, Emporia, Kansas. Gary, a four-time Super Comp champ. One of my favorite episodes of all time because Gary takes over the show. Like right as we get kind of, you know, we've talked about Gary and we've talked about what he thinks and his philosophy. He starts asking questions and love it. Gary Stinnett, if you want to, uh, first of all, if you want to, I don't want to pigeonhole him as a dot 90 racer because he runs uh, stock and super stock as well and builds engines for top dragsters and a lot of big horsepower uh, machines out there. But he talks about his time in comp eliminator with Norm Palmer. He talks about his time in pro stock with Warren Johnson and how those two men helped teach him how to think. Not to what to think, but how to think about certain situations. And isn't that what we talk about all the time? That's what Total Seal's Hidden Horsepower is all about. And they now uh, have a thing on their website where you can order individual rings. How cool is that? Totalseal.com. And Marvin Rodak, RodaksCoffeeAndGrills.com, the hot sauces and spice rubs and everything good. I have got a box of Rodax coffee scheduled to show up at my house any minute now. So if I leave in the middle of the show and Reinhardt's by himself, that's probably where I went. Rodax Coffee and Grills.com, hot sauces and spice rubs and tools and tips and information for grilling, all kinds of great stuff. If you take your grilling seriously, like so many out there do. And if you're looking for a great gift for the holidays, call Marvin, send some of his stuff to your people. It's uh, affordable, it's fun, and they will love it, right? They love the experience of getting Ro Rodax coffee. Frank Hawley's Drag Racing School, another great gift 
frankhawley.com, the dragster adventure. Send someone you love, send a great friend, send a great client, send a great uh, salesperson in your staff on the dragster adventure. They will love it. It's a great team building experience as well. They can set up a race. Uh, you know, you don't have to know exactly where they're going to use it or when they're going to use it. They sell a certificate and uh, that person can work it out with Frank, depending on their travel schedule and where they're going to be. FrankHawley.com. And of course, SamTech.edu, the School of Automotive Machinists and Technology. We always say start your education at full speed. SamTech.edu if you're looking for a great career. All right, let's time to head out. Tucson, Arizona, the voice of the NHRA, Alan Reinhardt, who's probably in the fetal position, jonesing for drag racing. Let's see. No, no fetal position. I thought you might be like, you know, uh, it's been it's been two weeks now, Alan. It's been a week and set in two days. So yeah, it's only been a week. Next week it'll be time to go racing again. So you're uh, freaking out. <laughs> yeah. well, sounds like you're going this weekend. You're you're bagging on me. Come on. I'm going racing, maybe. Well, maybe. I just found out. Okay, so here's the deal. Um, the Citrus Nationals in South Florida is our longest running legacy event. And you know, every community has got their drag race show that's been going for 20 years, 30 years, 40 years. So this is the 40th year of the Citrus Nationals. You know that the rumor mill has said that the track is closing sometime soon, maybe. And there have been, you know, bills of sale posted on the web and who knows how much of that is true and how much is fake news. And the county commissioners can still save it by refusing to rezone the land. There's a lot going on, but Dave Richards is going to have his nitro car there. My dad hasn't gotten to see nitro cars uh, this past year because of, you know, his health and the pandemic figured we'd drive him up there, but also, you know, they, they were not going to run sportsman, which is what I can run in that GTO. And I, I complained on the web, you know, like, Hey man, what, like, why would you not run? Why would you turn away a hundred entries? Why would you turn away a hundred street strokes like me in our street cars who want to bomb down the track as it's getting ready to close? Why would you turn us away? Right. And, uh, they just added it. I'm not claiming credit. I'm just saying like day, the day, week of the race, they add two categories, quick 16 and, uh, and sportsman. So now I have the option to go race. And, uh, I think I might, I think I might go run the GTO for uh, a final time. And uh, have a little fun. Watch Dave Richards on his nitro car on Saturday in Palm Beach. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But, yes, I've got an option at least. I think we should match race Dave Richards. That would be fun. We'll bracket race him. I mean, if we're going to do yeah, it, let's bracket race him. Right. What would, what would you need, like a nine-second head start? Let's see. I would I would probably put like a 1320 up on the window. <laughs> Just okay, to give and, he'd myself put a and he'd put a 4-0. So, yeah, there you go. That would be so scary. <laughs> I hope he doesn't drop a cylinder. Oh, oh no. <laughs> but it would also be thrilling. The NHRA, Fox, the NHRA Fox guys did that in Phoenix. Uh, actually, the first year there was that we moved over to Fox. They put Tony Pedregon in a street Toyota and uh, Del Worsham in his funny car and gave Tony, I don't know, like five or six second head start. They didn't give him enough, but he was like, okay, we're driving down the track. We're doing it. And he's just, woof. That's crazy. I'm just yeah. saying that's I'm sure you can still find it on YouTube. Yeah. Well, hey, they did they did it. And well, that's the thing that people can't understand. Like you just can't understand the physics of these cars and how quick and fast that they are uh, until you have a uh okay, here's a 13 second street car. We go get a Tesla plaid, they run in the nines and watch it get dusted, like obliterated. That's when people really truly understand the oh. Okay, it's it's different than what I thought. 
I still think the amazing thing, and you know, I love math. The amazing thing is if you took, you know, a stock car, an Indy car or whatever car going 200 miles an hour and just had a running start at 200 miles an hour. Yes. And the top fuel driver hit the gas just as the Indy car went by the starting line. The top fuel car would pass it before it got to a thousand feet. That is the problem. One of the best ones ever. That is one of the best ones ever because we celebrate, you know, Indy cars. I, I love them. I think they're great. Wait, so at, at its at flat out, it can pass and get passed by the end of the racetrack. That's amazing. Now, I know that was done on the uh, quarter mile. I don't know if that's true at a thousand foot, but still, that's insanity. Well, think about it like this. If the Indy car is going 200 miles an hour, a top fuel car is going 290 at the eighth. It's just amazing. Yeah. No, we have a cool story. So I, this morning I was going through my phone, right? I take all these photos and videos and I, re- I rarely post any of them um, because we're busy. But I see a moment and I capture it and then it goes into the 50,000 photograph deep file that never gets checked out. So today I was checking out some of the photos and uh, just reliving the finals, like the moments of the finals and the sunset at Auto Club Raceway and just what an, what a season it was. Now that we got through it, uh, we spoke with Ron Caps on Friday. He continues to do a poor job of keeping his announcements <laughs> secret. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's not quite John Force, but, you know, I love John Force. You know, well, I'm not supposed to say anything, but. Yeah, and you piled on him on the Twitter, uh, and then, you know, like I'm, I'm jumping on, and everybody's responding, but he's he left DSR, okay? He said, yeah. I had my final day at Don Schumacher Racing, which – that is news in itself to a lot of people. So notwithstanding what Caps is going to announce at PRI on day one, which he told us everybody should go watch that interview, there will be an announcement at PRI the first day, and that will shine light on his future. Who's yeah, involved? It's, it's J-A-R Racing, Joe, Allen, and Ron. Yeah. Yeah, Joe, Allen, and then Ron. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. I pitched it to him. I said it can either be JAR or if you want, it could be CCR. It could be Caps Costello and Reinhardt. And he said, no. He said, I like JAR racing. I said, okay, fine. CCR, there's a little precedent to that one, but that's a different story. All, all joking aside, I think a lot of people are shocked. Uh, you know, the Antron news was very public and watching watching the social media, right? Like casual fans who are not totally enveloped in the sport like you are um they're like what caps is leaving dsr what there yeah he left that's it it's uh that that part of his career is over something new is about to happen and we'll find out what it is but i don't think people are necessarily f- figured it out yet like wow this is something that happened and um what was it 17 years he went over there to be with selzy and he put a beautiful post up there and what a great career and and i can't help but think of don schumacher like it's time he's going to have Tony out there next year, but let's celebrate Don Schumacher for a few minutes. This guy's investment in our sport, his money, his time, his life, building a structure that so many have emulated and copied and uh, employed to have their own personal success. Like, wow. DSR. Simple as that. Well, you know, sometimes things just run their course, you know, when Don, got back involved when Tony was racing in top fuel back in 96 or 97, um, you know, one car team, then it was two, then it was, da, 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 and then you, you start piling on. 
but uh, you know, it's been 25 years and 25 years. I think, you know, Don has gotten to the point where you know, he knows he's not going to want to do this forever um, and sees you know, what are the options for the future. And it looked like one of the options was to allow, you know, some of his drivers, um, you know, allow Antron to become a team owner, um, Tony and, and um, not Tony, but Leah and Matt are going to go with the new Tony Stewart racing. Uh, I believe a lot of their equipment is going to come to DSR, but I don't know that for a fact. So I think he's just looking at, you know, maybe it's time to get out of the ownership business. He's still going to be in the parts manufacturing business. He's got a beautiful shop out there. And if you look at, you know, like Antron is going to stay in the shop. He's going to be leasing space from Don for the race team, buying parts from Don. So Don certainly isn't leaving the sport by any means. He's just cutting back on his ownership role a little bit. And so, you know, it's just maybe it's just time to make a change. Well, exactly. There's a there's a, a life cycle for everything. And I I think about Don and just the normal person of going through a process of uh, like, you know, building a business and watching it flourish and watching it get, uh, you know, huge, larger than life, having to honestly fight off a lot of negative publicity from a lot of fans out there. Oh, you're too big, too big, eight teams, seven teams. Oh my gosh, you're too big. It's a behemoth, uh, that kind of deal. Um, and at, at some point, like Don, do you want to like enjoy, like relax and, and chill and not be in that fight that he's, you know, he said to me early on in the very beginning of WFO radio, we had an hour with Don Schumacher and it was great. And I coveted the opportunity to do it the beginning of WFO where I asked him like George Steinbrenner as a Yankee fan, you know, that the boss was the prototype owner for a lot of people. George Steinbrenner, like I, you know, is this good or is it bad? Donald Trump modeled himself after George Steinbrenner, not vice versa. And, um, win at all cost. I will give you the tools. You must win. If you do not win, you're failing me. And, uh, and that's was, that was a Steinbrenner thing. The boss, the original boss, George Steinbrenner. And I asked Don about it and he's like, Oh, I absolutely want to emulate that style with my team. Um, very difficult to, um, you know, I'm giving you everything you should win. And if you don't win, I'm going to be there wondering why. And I thought it was such a, a great thing, but that takes a lot of energy is my point. It's like, how long do you want to keep that going? And I think Don did a great job. Like I hope the man is celebrated. I know he's going to be out there next year with Tony. Um, I hope he is celebrated greatly because look at what he's done. He's like kicking these kids out of the nest or they're jumping out of the nest or however you want to decide it. But without the nest, this wouldn't have happened. Uh, I think there's two things. One, the first thing you said, I think is the most important business. It's always been a business for Don. Does he love NHRI championship drag racing? Absolutely. Was he here because he loved it? No, he was here because it was a business. And sometimes you've got to make business decisions. And if you get to the point where, you know, your investment, and I don't mean dollars, I mean, whether it's time, whether it's energy, whether it's, and your return start going sideways, you know, after 25 years, maybe it's just time to back up a little bit. And so he has put opportunities out there for some of his former employees, I guess is the best way to put it, to stay on their own. The second thing that I think is really interesting, how many times have you heard in the last, oh, I don't know, eight, 10 years from the casual fans or some of the, you know, keyboard warriors, you know, well, as DSR, JFR folds up, NHRA just disappears. Apparently not because, you know, nature abhors a vacuum. So 
when the Don wants to downsize, that leaves people out there now going, okay, there's an opportunity for me to do something. And, you know, I don't know. If Tony Stewart had not come along, would those two teams still be part of the DSR umbrella? Right. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, there was just a lot of circumstances that all kind of came into play. I know that Don certainly enjoyed winning and certainly put a lot of effort and a lot of time into it. But, you know, he's also getting older. And you just, I think you get to the point where sometimes you just don't want to have to work that hard. You know, he certainly doesn't need the money. He's, you know, in, in good shape there and can do whatever he wants. But he has supported a number of people. There have been a couple of hundred employees in there that have made a living for the last 20 years because he had the infrastructure in place and had the employees out there. And it looks like the vast majority of them are still going to have a job in racing one way or another. You know, it's not like he's closing up shop and kicking everybody out. He's just changing his role in the team. So good on him. I mean, I'm glad he was here all those years. And, you know, we'll see how much longer he wants to do this. Maybe Tony does this for a year or two and then Tony takes over. I have no idea. But right now it just looks like he's wanting to scale back a little bit. And I'm going to appreciate the investment that he made in the sport because he certainly brought a lot to it. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll go down in history as one of the greatest, uh, you know, thinkers, promoters, team builders, uh, and got the sport through a 20 year period uh, greatly and, and really kind of changed the, the nature of the sport. Blake saying happy Thanksgiving to us. Here's Edwin, who has been asking us for a long time, Alan. Edwin has always been asking us about is the Sarge coming back and where's the Sarge? And guess what? We can finally tell the guy, Edwin, yes. Tony Schumacher is coming back. That is great. Jim says, good morning. Uh, Tater says, I hope they save PBIR. Yeah, I hope so too. Maddie out there checking in. Jeff is out there checking in. Hugo, who is the voice of uh, Puerto Rican drag racing, says, what's up? Jeff uh, talking about bracket racing. Everybody out there weighing in. I am uh, I'm very excited about, um, about what lies ahead for drag racing. Like you said, uh, nature abhors a, a vacuum. And just because like all those people who said drag racing was dead like one year ago, right? Like right in the middle of the pandemic. Oh, this is it. It's over. That's it. Game over, man. Like, I hope those people learn. I hope they learn to not do that to their friends. Like, gosh, man, like you put so much negative energy on everybody that listens to you. And oops. Oh, sorry, guys. Turns out uh, Tony Stewart's coming in and Rick Hendrick is a sponsor. And there's cars becoming multiple car teams. And some of our great champions like Antron Brown are going off to do his own thing. And oh, man. Oops. Sorry. Yeah, it turns out it wasn't dead. I was just a uh, chicken little. Well, you know, there's always going to be drag race in some form. And there are a lot of big teams out there. What I look at right now, you know, Tony Stewart. And by the way, Congratulations, Tony and Leah. They got yes. married on Sunday uh, yes. down in Los Cabos. And, you know, judging by the pictures and videos and stuff that I saw, it looked like it was a large time had by all. Wait, wait, wait. You weren't you weren't there? I was not, no. You were not there? I got somebody who asked me that. And I was like, get out of here. I'm not wedding worthy. What are you talking about? Wedding worthy. Me, get out of here. But uh, they burned me with it, so I'm burning you with it. Yeah. But, you know. Don Schumacher came in, started off with one top fuel car, and then built what became DSR. Well, now Tony Stewart is coming in. And again, business, okay? Tony's not doing this because he thinks drag racing is cool or because his new wife is, is a drag racer. He's doing this because he sees an opportunity to expand his empire. 
he didn't buy the sprint car series because he loves sprint cars. He bought it because it looked like a good investment. He didn't buy Eldora just because he loved it. He bought it because it looked like a good investment. Now, does he love it? Absolutely. Right. But he's not doing it to lose money. He's not throwing his money away to do this. He looked at drag racing and said, this looks like a positive investment. And so he's doing it. And who knows, you know, again, look at what Tony Stewart has done. You know, everything he has touched over the years has been successful. Five, six years from now, he might be a six or seven car team. You know, if everything keeps moving along and he can put deals together and he certainly knows how to do that. Um, you know, I just certainly there is a bit of a changing of the guard going on here. But that doesn't mean that uh, that doesn't mean that the sport's going anywhere. Well, exactly. No, exactly. Although Monica says something that I don't know about. What about New England Dragway being sold? I don't know about that, Monica. I hadn't heard that. I did a quick search. Didn't find anything. Be sure to you know email me the story, and I will check it out. Oh, look, Rick is out there. Rick, I met out there at the Auto Club final. So many of our listeners are from, you know, at, at very least went to the finals this year. Rick was out there. Got to take a selfie with him. He's jacked, by the way. Don't mess with Rick. Um, I agree. And since we're saying congratulations, let's, uh, let's do... As much as I know, at least, obviously, Tony and Leah already seen the photographs. Beautiful, beautiful. But uh, Vincent and Taylor as well. Vincent and Taylor Nobile, Tara Iacono, Taylor Iacono and Vincent Nobile got married in Puerto Rico, uh, I guess, this past week. Two great. Oh, I didn't realize that that had happened. Well, congratulations for those two. Yes. Isn't that sweet? And then the whole, uh, that whole, I don't know what to call them, man. Like, they're so drag racing connected right the, the iconos and now the nabils are together and jackie and everybody down there they all had a good time down there in uh, puerto rico which is great but at the same time while there's good news there's a little sad news in that angie smith lost her dad she posted a real uh you know just a sad heartfelt uh post that uh angie lost her dad and so you know obviously deepest condolences to angie and matt and that whole family uh, the extended drag racing family, right? There's good news. There's bad news. There's uh, tragedy. There's positivity. That's um, that's the blessing you get when you know so many people. Yeah, I, I had not heard about Andrew's father. I'm really sorry to hear about that. It's you know, it's always difficult when you lose somebody that's that close to you. And you know, I have no idea what the circumstances are, but it doesn't matter whether whether you think you're ready for it or whether it just comes as a little surprise, some type of an accident. That person that I've talked to, relied on, leaned on, that advice from is, is no longer going to be there. So, uh, Andrew, we're thinking about this. Yeah, absolutely. I saw that this morning. Is there is there a radio on in the background? Your neighbor got a radio on or something? I can. Yeah, I'm sorry. Hang on. That's all right. Let's see what people have to say. Hey, look, it's Trevor Larkin. My buddy hung out with at the rap party. Greetings from Southern California, Joe and Allen. Love WFO Radio NASCAR podcast. Thank you very much. Yeah, we need everybody to subscribe on YouTube is where we're going. Look, Trevor, you saw Trevor made his first national event start out there in a fuel. It's got more to come. Uh, this guy, a perfect example of the amazing people that choose to bash their head into the wall that is NHRA drag racing. He, they build sets for concerts, like these amazing concerts. He, he designs and builds like the sets and the lighting and the light show. That's his, that's his job. So when you're out there on a tour watching an amazing thing, like there's a good chance that Trevor is one of the guys that did it. Uh, and he wants to be a part of NHRA drag racing and is doing great. I saw he and, uh, and uh, Travis uh, having a great conversation about like what, you know, these fuel cars need and what they want as a driver. Just uh, great to see uh, Trevor do well and, and 
he qualified and he made his first event. Yeah, always great to see new blood coming into the sport, especially, you know, people that have grown up or been around it for a long time. So, you know, it's great. You know, you make your debut at the finals, and I'm not sure if that's good or bad, right? I mean, I guess it's like it's going to be a while before I get to do it again. But on the other hand, it's like, well, I don't want to wait until February. So we can put the deal together. Let's go ahead and dive in and try this out. There it is. Eddie saying happy Thanksgiving to us and our families. Kaylin out there, new friend we made this year. Lonnie, everybody's just kind of checking in, super happy. You know, we're going to have Greg Anderson on the show tomorrow. And uh, maybe Megan will take over the reins. Very possibly she's a new mom. Happy Thanksgiving to the drag racing fans out there. Um, Has DSR announced a major sponsor for the Sarge yet? The answer is no, not that I know. But they've got the uh, Moriarty family that uh, are, are helping out on the team for next year. So we'll see what they announce. The Maynard, the Maynard family. Maynard, excuse me. I said that wrong. The Maynard family. Joe, who's my buddy on the starting line. I can't believe I said that wrong. But uh, Joe and Kathy. But I hope that they're able to bring on, uh, you know, something significant for the Sarge so he can go out and do his Tony Schumacher thing, which is amp up the crowd and get out there and and be a face of drag racing. Yeah, there's definitely, you know, next year is going to be a fun year to be a fan uh, just because there's going to be a lot of changes, a lot of faces in new places. Uh, I think we're going to need a program probably up until about, I don't know, Gainesville or Charlotte, maybe just get used to it. It's like, what's he doing in that shirt? Oh, that's right. Yeah. he And uh, so there's there's just a lot of excitement right now. We're building a lot of momentum with the short winter break. Uh, Anton put up a post the other day that said, well, this is where it starts. Did a video. He said, ABM. This is where it starts. This is what we have right now. We've got to build on this and go. So, uh, you know, they're, nobody's taking a big vacation this year that I know. Yes, exactly. Mark says, I hope Caps doesn't jump to Toyota. You know, I hadn't considered that until I thought about it. And I guess I said, you know, I said to myself, anything's possible. I know he's had a very longstanding relationship with Dodge, like going way, way back. But honestly, when Joe Gibbs Racing made the jump to Toyota, I was like, oh, my God. Oh. And uh, it was a very productive move. The folks at Toyota have uh, won me over in many ways with their just consistent and solid investment in the sport of NHRA drag racing over the years. You know, who knows what's possible? I'm not saying that that's happening, but I wouldn't rule anything out right now. And that's why PRI Trade Show is going to be so great this year because there's going to be relevant and important, significant news breaking that you know who knows what direction it's going to go well how would you like to be ron caps right now and i have no inside information as far as you know what manufacturer he's going to be affiliated with but let's just say for example that you know he was getting 100 bucks a year from dodge and dodge comes back to him and says okay you know we're still on for 100 bucks a year and then chevrolet says hey how'd you like to bring that number one over here put it on the side of a camaro your Napa teammate in NASCAR drives a Chevrolet and we'd like to have a championship car. What do you give me for it? And you're, you're in a pretty good position out there, especially when one of the things that you have to offer is that every time your car comes to the starting line next year, it's going to be, here comes the reigning and two time funny car champion, not just here comes another Studebaker. So, uh, you know, if, if I'm Ron, um, I'm certainly, you know, I'm not hanging up on anybody. Somebody calls, let's talk. Let's see what you got. Let's see what we can put together here. So I think there's still a lot of stuff that's being worked out, which is why he's not going to make a, a, a formal announcement, at least until PRI. 
Dave uh, checking in from New Zealand. What's up, Dave? The the term he used, uh, I think, on another interview, he didn't. He might have said it with me, but people can go back and watch. Um, you know, free agent. Interesting, right? Free agent. Yeah. Um, and and how about that, right? Like the world champion in the Camping World Series Funny Car, one of the most well known drivers, the second winningest Funny Car driver, and one of the most well-publicized drivers in NHRA history going all the way back to the commercials with Michael Waltrip and the funny can that was cracking the jokes. Like everybody knows driving for the snake Roland at the ACE like caps has been rubbing elbows with the giants of our sport since the very beginning. And now, you know, there's availability. Like what, what's it's the, the apple card is kind of shaken up a little bit. Like what's possible. What is possible? Who, who, you know, what, like you, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to pretend that I know anything because I actually genuinely do not. But you can, during the season, we don't allow our imaginations to run wild like this because that's pure speculation. During the winter break, that's what the winter break is all about, allowing your mind to run wild as to what might be possible. And you're right, free agent status. And uh, who wouldn't want Ron Caps and the number one in 22 out there uh, traveling the tour? I know, you know, if I'm a manufacturer, I'm at least making a phone call. Why wouldn't you call and say, hey, you know, if you've got a deal, if you're locked, okay, great. But if you don't, let's talk a little bit. Let's see if we can put something together here. Uh, you know, even Tony Stewart has said that they have inventory available. They've got a lot of sponsorship coming in, and I think there's going to be some announcements coming there. But they are not sold out by any means in terms of you know, signage on the side of the car or in terms of races, and they want sponsors to know. If you're interested in getting involved with our team, uh, whether it's big, whether it's small, whether maybe you just want to do something at your hometown race, you want to give us a call. You know, they're certainly willing to talk to you about it. And, you know, the way sponsorship goes these days, it used to be almost everybody had a sponsor. But now there are so many out there that have rotating sponsors because obviously the cost has gone up and everything, the cost of everything has gone up, whether it's travel you know, whether it's running the race car, whether it's hotel rooms or diesel fuel or whatever you want, the cost of everything has gone up. And so now more and more teams have got one sponsor for 10 races, one sponsor for six races, one that comes in and do, does two or three, one that, and that's just the way you make the deals work these days. So, you know, there's, uh, I think there's a lot of inventory available out there. You know, you look at even Ron Cap's car, even though Napa certainly has been his major for a long time. But there were times out there that there was the Pennzoil car and Napa went to the rear quarter panel. There was times out there when it was Napa brakes or Napa lights or Napa something where they came in with a specific. And yes, it's all part of the Napa umbrella, but it still is different marketing budgets that are getting involved with the race car. Instead of just Napa writing a check, the guys come in and say, hey, look, we're going to do a Napa brake promotion in May. We're going to be advertising here. We're going to be advertising here. We want the funny car for two races in May because we want that to be part of our big campaign. And that's, you know, yes, it's all Napa money, but it comes out of a different budget and things like that are things that you just have to work around. You know, look at what Leah's done over the past few years, how many different major sponsors that she has had. And, you know, obviously there were a couple of races that she didn't have sold. And that's when the Don Schumacher manufacturing comes on board because they're just helping her kind of fill the gaps and, you know, stay, stay in the full season race out there. So there's just a lot of moving parts. Absolutely. 
Well, and uh, one thing is for sure, and you know, to close the the door on caps, you can go back and watch the interview from Friday if you didn't see it on YouTube, WFO Radio TV on YouTube. We ask you to subscribe and click the bell. We're really promoting the YouTube channel, and uh, we're growing, and it's good. It's something I neglected for a long time, but uh, watch on YouTube. Everybody says it's the smoothest integration, and so watch on YouTube. And uh, everybody on the WFO Radio app, the mobile application, which is free, guys, and has been, was the first app in drag racing. I'm very proud of that. We had the first app before anybody else, uh, only because I've got an insider connection who is an app developer, uh, and he's like, this is an iPhone, Joe. What? What is that? Yes, it's new. And he made me an app way, way back in the day. It's not like I'm a genius or anything. But the WFO Radio mobile app is still free. It is still alive. And you can watch on YouTube. You can hear all our shows. And it is being resurrected as we speak. Um, but Caps did say a fair amount. But we don't want to get him in trouble. But I'm excited for the guy. And it just shows that hard work pays off, right? Like in the end, you say it all the time. Like this guy's a hard worker. Um, there's a lot of hard workers. This is drag racing. There's nobody kind of like, you know, schlepping by, getting by, like not working. Everybody must work hard or you will fail. Um, but, you know, it's good to see whatever it is that Caps has got coming. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. And I'm also excited, like whatever it is, the bands, the rock and roll, like all these people that Caps is like on the verge with, like all those circles, right? The Venn diagram of all these different things that Caps touches, right? Whether it be the San Francisco 49ers, you know, he's a football fan. He loves them. He goes and holds the mic for the Super Bowls, hanging out with, uh, you know, Pennywise. They're out there at the track, right? Watching him race. Um, the, all these like circles of the people that Caps touches in the celebrity world. World, it's going to be there. It could be interesting, man. These people could be hanging out. There could be too much. It could be a big mess, which would be fun. Well, I think it'll just generate more interest in our sport simply because when a rocker or another athlete says, Hey, congratulations, Ron Caps, on winning your championship, now his fans that might have little or no knowledge of NHRA drag racing are going to at least go, Okay, who's Ron Caps and what did he win? And if that gets them to click on something or that gets them maybe to come to a racetrack or maybe to watch a TV show, that's great. I mean, you know, times are changing, right? Uh, Ten years ago, if somebody said, hey, I'm going to bring an influencer, you know, a TikTok influencer to the racetrack, everybody would have gone, what? But now, you know, you go, hey, somebody's got X followers. Somebody's got, let's invite them out. Let's give them a taste of what we do. And, you know, everybody that comes out has exactly the same reaction that they've had as long as I've been out here. Wow, I had no idea this was what it was all about. Well, great. Go tell your friends that, and uh, let's keep spreading the word. And now is the perfect time for me to make this announcement. Yes, everybody, I have broken down. WFO Radio Podcast is now on TikTok. I know none of you are, but your kids, let them know I will be posting my first TikTok soon, eventually. So, but yes, we have created an account. The account is live. Go on to TikTok, WFO Radio on TikTok. What the heck am I going to do with TikTok? Uh, you know, what is TikTok? Uh, we'll figure all that out in the future. <laughs> but get ready, WFO Radio is on TikTok. No, listen, I know a lot of people that are on TikTok and it's um, it's an interesting format now that we've been assured by our government that the Chinese aren't, uh, you know, seizing control of us through it. Uh, I'm more than happy to go on TikTok and, um, you know, there's the, the audience is definitely younger over there. And so, Daniel, what do you do for a living? When I told my friends that he was at the track, they got excited. Oh, my God, that guy. He's so cool. He's got a thing. They oh, really, you know, this dude. Oh, yeah, they know. And they knew him and they were super excited about the fact that he was there. So, yes, it's generational. 
Maybe we don't understand, but yes, WFO is on TikTok and we'll, we'll do it. All right. Let's see what everybody else has to say. Cool to see the snake walk Leah down the aisle. I didn't see that. I know Marco Andretti posted a video, but the snake is huge in the origin story. And I haven't gotten to talk to Tony about this one day when Tony is on WFO. Um, it's one of the things I, I plan to ask him about. It's just like, you know, snake, man. All right. You're, you're a non drag racer. So you know, Snake is the one who found him in the desert when he was had his accident. Snake introduced him to Leah, from what I understand. Like, it's almost like Tony owes this guy a life debt. <laughs> well, you know, the, the world of racing isn't that big. And even though Snake obviously has a drag race, drag race background and, and Tony circle tracks, they still have common interests, you know, whether it's out blasting around in Glamis and side-by-sides or whatever it is they're doing. So their paths have crossed a number of times. Uh, you know, even prior to this, and uh, they're they're pretty close. So I was not aware that Snake walked her down the aisle either, but I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's super cool. It's super cool. And Edwin saying he's ecstatic about Tony coming back. People talking about New England Dragway. I mentioned that a moment ago, you know, rumors and such. Um, I have a correspondent, as do you, where we go directly for New England Dragway news, and his name is Brian Loans. And so I'm not going to entertain any, you know, there's a proposal and there's a story and someone said this. No, listen, I'm going to talk to Brian Loans, who is all knowing when it comes to New England dragway, uh, as that's his well, beat. As, so as I understand it, there is some entity that expressed an interest and that's as far as it's gone. You know, if somebody walks up to me and says, Hey, that's a cool car. You want to sell it? No. But that's somebody expressed an interest in it. And as, as I understand it, that's how far it's gone. Somebody expressed an interest. That doesn't mean anything. You know, there's people that are interested in buying stuff that aren't for sale all the time. So, you know, you, you go back to, what was it, two years ago now when they had the master plan community diagram proposal that was right on top of Wild Horse Pass. And everyone, well, that's it. Drag strip's gone. But no. It's somebody who said, hey, I'm interested in this, and it didn't happen, or at least hasn't happened yet. So just, you know, everybody catch your breath, and we'll go through the motions. You know, if, if somebody's interested, then I'm sure that they'll talk, they'll have a meeting, and it'll be yay or nay. Uh, but there's nothing happening. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, Marvin Rodak saying happy Thanksgiving. Looking forward to seeing if uh, Joe Morrison and TJ Zizzo expand. And I think they will. Joe Morrison doing some really cool things uh, off the track with his yeah. music. People don't realize that he is a great musician. Uh, Jim Hughes, I'm thankful for Joe and Alan and WFO. Oh, Alan, Jim is thankful for us. Is that my Jim Hughes? I don't know. They're, I, they're one of two. I don't, I don't know if it's your Jim Hughes. Okay, I mean, there's probably more than two, but I I know two of them. One of them, obviously, is the guy who was, you know has the lease on Tucson Dragway that was used in murders for some of the years. The other one's former world champion stock eliminated driver. Well, he'll uh, he'll post on there. You know, that's the thing with the old uh, photograph. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Steve Torrance a little bit. You know, the four championships. This is a, a historic run they're in the middle of, and I know people get bored. They say it. I'm bored of the Capco team winning all the time, and blah blah blah. Right. Well. Okay, you know, who's your team? Go write him a letter. Hey, guys, I want you to beat the, going back to George Steinbrenner, right? Like, the status quo is someone is just kicking your butt. What are you going to do? And so the rumor mill says that Coletta Motorsports might be maybe doing something to try to fight back. Or maybe that's not happening. I don't know, which I really think actually, and not to be critical of anyone, but 
Just give us what we want, please. But um, what an interesting story that might maybe be if that also was true, maybe. Well, I can I can say this to the casual fans that are out there or even the hardcore fans that are out there. If you're tired of Capco winning every week, how do you think the Colettas feel? <laughs> how do you think Clay Milliken feels? Yeah. How do you think the force team feels? They're sick of it too. And they're the ones that are going to go out there and try to stop. I think, you know, Tony Schumacher coming back is going to be another really good car that the Capco boys are going to have to deal with. Yes. Changes at Coletta that is going to be certainly one and it can't help but bleed over to the other car. So both of those cars I think are going to be improved uh, when we come back next year. You know, I think that, you know, with parts plus re-upping for a number of years, hopefully the budget is stepping up a little bit over their string of performance that they're able to run the car a little bit harder. Because one thing, you know, I know you talk to Clay a lot and Mike Clover is that, you know, they're running the car as hard as they feel comfortable with because they have a budget that allows them to come out and run the car, but they don't have a budget to run it like the Capco boys. And, you know, I, I get emails regularly in my announcer email, which by the way, I still keep track of you know, throughout the off season. If anybody's got a question or something, shoot it to an announcer at NHRA.com. But it's like, what does it cost to try to run a top fuel car? And it's like, well, that's a tough question to answer because there are so many different ways to do it. If you do it like the Capco guys do, where every run you're out there trying to set low ET, you're trying to set a national record, you're trying to, and you're leaning on this stuff. It is exponentially more expensive then if you do it like Terry McMillan, just pick a name out of the sky was doing it where he's out there running solid. But you have to understand that the difference between running 375 and 365 is 2000 horsepower because as you go faster, it gets exponentially harder to go faster. So if you're out there trying to run the car 365, every time your crankshaft probably goes six runs, maybe eight, and if you're out there trying to run 380, like a Scott Palmer, for instance, I love Scott Palmer, okay? But if you're out there trying to run the car like he does, his crankshaft probably goes 15 or 18 runs because he's not leaning on it nearly as hard. And so it's a very difficult question to answer. You know, one thing that the Capitol guys have done is they cycle parts like nobody else does. They'll buy a set of heads, run a limited number of runs, and then sell them to somebody else while they are still very good used heads. But because they run the car so hard, they always want to have new parts. So then they go back out, they buy more new parts and they keep cycling them through. And a number of the other teams out there are very grateful for that because if Torrance runs a set of heads, five or six runs and then sells them. If I'm trying to run my top fuel car, three, 380 say, I can probably get 20 runs out of those heads. But if I was trying to run at 365 every time or 362 every time, I wouldn't want to run those heads that many runs either. I mean, it's just harder on parts when you're going faster. So uh, it's, you know, it's kind of a difficult situation. But the Capco guys have got a really good program going right now. And, you know, they don't blow up a lot of stuff. They do occasionally, you know, spit a blower off or have an issue. But they don't cycle the parts past their life for what they're trying to do with it. They understand we're running this thing as hard as we can, so we cannot overtax the parts. We've got to keep moving them out pretty quickly. And, you know, so many things have changed over the years. You know, when guys learn what you can do, like in the alcohol cars, how often does an alcohol car go out there and throw the rods up? Not very. Certainly not like they used to do 10 or 12 or 15 years ago. And because the guys have realized if we put a new set of rods in this thing every 15 runs, 
we don't throw the rods out of it. But if we try to run 20 or 25 runs, well, when it breaks a rod, you've done a whole lot more damage than what a set of rods was going to cost. So it's just cheap insurance to keep cycling them out before they get fatigued to the point that you have to worry about failure. And with a nitro car, the harder you run it, even more fatigue goes into those parts because it's exponentially harder to go faster when you're going faster. Well, I'm hoping that we can, and, you know, Clay Milliken and the Parts Plus team is Doug Stringer is um, an aggressive guy and he was making some moves at the end of the year and they're talking about doing some stuff and his feet are wet now and they're enjoying it. But I think that he is a competitor and there's the whole evolution of like, I want to do that. And then there's like, hey, I want to I want to qualify and I want to run a race and I'm doing it. And I want to go some rounds. Yeah, we're going rounds. And now we, I think Doug Stringer is to the point where like they want to win and he knows that they need money and they got to, you know, running it out of the barn and everything. There are ways to contain costs. But that straight line strategy group, uh, Steve Cole involved, they are all they realize like you got to bring the fight to the Capco team. They're not going anywhere. They love this. This is what they do. This is their family vacation. This is their Thanksgiving dinner table. This is what they do. They've set the bar. This is what it's going to be. So if it's like, you know, four runs or six runs, like Josh Hart was kicking blower belts, right? And he's like, well, what does the Capco, Capco team do? Well, they use a new belt every run. Okay, well, now we're doing that. That's what we're doing now. We're running a new belt every run, and then someone can get it the second run, and we'll just sell it to them. The bar has been set. You either um, you advance and you compete or you become one of the teams that's kind of out there for show to fill the field. I, I hope we can get, I know it costs money and I'm spending other people's money, but I hope more people realize that just being a field filler is not great for the sport. You've got to try to, um, you got to try to take the fight to those guys. You have to. And that's, what's going to be good for the sport. Obviously, Brittany force, John force racing, Justin Ashley's trying to do it. But they got to find money. They got to keep finding money because these things run on money. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree to a point, but I also think that, you know, having some of the, we need cars out there. And, you know, we're not going to get 20 cars that have the budget that Capco guys have, I don't think. But, uh, you know, talking to some of the guys over the years about the way they run their program. And, you know, something that I've heard time and time again is I run the car as hard as my pocketbook will allow me to. Would we like to go out here and press harder? Yes. But if we put ourselves out of business or if we use up our budget in 18 races and can't go to the last six, that's not good for anybody. And, you know, you need to be out there. You need to have your exposure for your sponsors. You need to do what you can do. But you also have to understand, you know, that you're running within your means and you may not win as much as a team that has a bigger budget or, you know, more resources to draw from. But, you know, I'd, I would hate, I would never encourage somebody to go out there and put yourself out of business because you're trying to go fast, you know, and even guys with a big budget, how many times have you seen David Grubnick when that thing spits a blower off of him? He's sick, right? My car shouldn't do that. I need to figure out if what I did wrong, what happened to make that happen. So, you know, you can certainly run hard and not hurt a lot of stuff, but you usually do that by cycling new parts out much more regularly. And that just takes money. There it is. Well, let, let's hope, you know, the evolution and the arc and, and everything that's happening. There's the shootout races. There's hopefully more money on the table. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Lonnie just wants to compliment Alan on his announcing during stock qualifying at races. He makes every run interesting with facts and backstories. I appreciate all he does for the fans at the drags. And then Dragster Jeff says, yeah. Well, thank you. I, uh, I love the cars. It's as simple as that. You know, 
Still have right. my 67 Mustang. Simple as that. Simple as that. You know, you mentioned Terry McMillan. Um, I haven't heard anything, but I'm not giving up on Terry McMillan. And one oh. thing that I do know, oh, what you sound like you might know something. What do you know? Terry well, McMillan. I actually expected, I expected him to be back before the end of the year. Uh, I had spoken to Rob Winland when I was in Indy, just stopped by the shop and he was there working and we chit chatted a little bit. You know, Rob is in the shop pretty much every day. Uh, he's still on the payroll for Terry. And he said that they had expected to be back a couple of races at the end of the year, uh, but they were in negotiations to come back out and be out full time again. So hopefully that'll come to fruition. Well, exactly. And the folks in Amelie, if they could get them back, you know, and I know Terry's got a business with Amelie that, that he is a licensed reseller of Amelie, et cetera, and so on. It's complicated, but that's how uh, Terry has been going. Man, Amelie, you had no better. The only reason I know what Amelie is, is Terry McMillan, right? Like that guy was right here for Amelie. I would love to see them come back. And Terry finally got everything fast and was out there to win races and the pandemic uh, happens. Uh, this guy wants to know what's up with the, uh, the body work on the Mustang. Where is it? Derek, speaking of cool cars, what's the latest on the Mustang body work? Remember that tire? I haven't done anything. Zero. Haven't done yet. Zero. Mm. No. I got yeah. the new tires over there, which, uh, I wish I'd have bought two months ago or five years ago, but, uh, no, I haven't done anything with it. it I'm just, you know, it happened. Uh, before I was going to Vegas and I was home for two days and went to Pomona and now it's Thanksgiving. I talked to my insurance guy the other day and I said, we'll figure out. Yeah. Get a look at it, figure out what we're going to do. But uh, I mean, it's going to fix. It's not the end of the world. Just self-inflicted wounds are the worst and I know better. So it's as simple as that. Oh my gosh. So anyway, there's a little dry rot crack on the front of the GTO tires. And uh, you know, now what should I not go race at the final time at the Citrus Nationals this coming weekend? How old are they? That's the real important thing. Pretty old, Al. Pretty well, I got old. a date on them. Just go look. I'll go look. I think they're 10 years old, man. I would. Thumbs down. He's giving the thumbs down. Interesting. I would toss those babies right away. Hmm. We're talking about selling the car, Alan. We actually are kicking around the idea of selling the GTO. These uh, 2005 GTOs are going for pretty good money out there right now for the collectors. This thing's only got 16,000 miles on it. It's like a gem survivor car. Like someone would love it. I don't know. Maybe I don't go racing this weekend. Who knows? Jim well, Houston. Don't, don't, go, don't go rip the fender off of it with a tire. Let me show you something. Yeah, show me. This is kind of, for those of you who are watching WFO radio and wondering what exactly this is, what I would say is share the show right now for us, please. You are our greatest source of marketing. Because of moments like this, here comes Reinhardt with uh, something. Look at this. You're back. See that? Yes. Nothing wrong with that, right? Oh, it's perfect. Look at that thing. It's brand new. Yeah, it doesn't have 3,000 miles on it. Right. Except it's old. The voice in the NHRA, Alan Reinhardt. You can watch us on YouTube, WFO Radio TV. Oh, that one looks worse. Here's the one off the other side of the car. Oh my God! That the came apart at about eighty miles an hour. Yeah, and did six thousand dollars worth of damage to my car. Oh my gosh! You know what that tire would have cost to replace? One hundred and fifty bucks. About eighty bucks. Yikes! But it's old. It's old. And you know, I keep telling myself the car's always inside. It's not in the sun. It's not in the weather. It's not. I never drive it. Doesn't have any miles. It'll be fine. And it was right until it came apart. 
Right, right until it came apart. Okay, so maybe I'm not going racing this weekend, guys, because I'm definitely not going to put a brand new set of uh, tires on a car that we're just about to sell. Maybe. I don't know. Now, if, if they're 10 years old, I wouldn't go out there and hold the throttle on the floor. You know, if you're going to drive it around the block, that's one thing. But I wouldn't go out there and hold the throttle on the floor. Interesting. All right. Good note. Good note. Good note. Derek just followed us on the uh, on the TikTok. Way to go, Derek. Yeah, no f- profile, nothing. We just created the accounts. Brand new, Derek. You're the first guy. Congratulations. This guy wants to know, do pro teams pay an entry fee to race? Happy Thanksgiving, no. guys. That's an interesting question. The answer is no. Like, we got a nitro car. We can go enter and race. Yeah. Uh, the pro teams... The car is the car driver and crew entry um, is there's no charge for that. However, if you're going to have hospitality, if you're going to need extra pit space, if you're going to bring 40 extra people in, then there is a charge for that. Got it. Got it. Race Guitar wants to know about your Instagram account. Is that you or is that an imposter? Did you start an Instagram account without telling us? Because I saw it too. It's like Reinhardt's got an Instagram. What pictures? Get out of here. So uh, is this I real? I do have an Instagram account, but the only reason I did it is because people would send me links to something that was on Instagram and I couldn't go on and see them without having an account. I mean, sometimes it would go through and sometimes it wouldn't. And so since I had started the account, now if somebody sends me an Instagram link, I can click on it and it goes through. So yes, I do have one, but I haven't really done anything with it. There it is. And and speaking of race guitar, since we're talking, I just want to show everybody this race guitar, the great cycle challenge certificate of appreciation, uh, uh, riding to fight kids cancer. He, uh, you know, posted this on WFO and many WFO listeners out there. You guys were a part of this. This guy raised $2,500, more than $2,000, more than the goal by riding his bike, like, you know, miles and miles and miles. He rode like, you know, 500 miles or something and raised $2,500. And many WFO people were a part of it. Maybe you guys get one of these. Maybe you don't. But this is him. That's race guitar. And he raised 2,500 bucks. And of that, you know, we're taking a little credit. Right on. Yeah. No, that's it. The WFO universe is all about doing good and uh, things. Um, all right. So like Lauren wants to know, what about Ron Cap's departure? This is the hot topic, Alan. This <laughs> is what everybody wants to talk about. Uh, let's see. I'm pretty sure he did a while ago. Could only see other people's posts. Yeah. And that it's Caps number one, Reinhardt Instagram number two, right <laughs> behind. Very close. Everybody wants to know uh, what the yep. story is with you and the Instagram account. Let's move to pro stock a little bit. Greg Anderson on tomorrow. Um, it's all glory for Greg right now. The fifth championship, 99 wins. Thank goodness he saved 100 for next year so we can have some additional pressure to put upon him. But can you remember better years of pro stock than this? I mean, this has got to go down in history as one of the great years of pro stock racing because we had all these different winners. We had yep. all this young blood. We had a great epic rivalry amongst two of the greatest. Like you can think of like... um Bob Glidden and Lee Shepard. You can think Bob Glidden and Warren Johnson. You can think Warren Johnson and Daryl Alderman. You can think Jag and Warren Johnson. You can think Greg Anderson and Erica Enders, right? Like there, those are just some rivalries I threw out. I know there's many more, but two of the greatest that have ever, ever swapped feet in a pro stock car battled down to the final race and raced each other for the championship. In addition to, the sea change of Dallas Glenn and Kid Chaos and Troy Coughlin and all these guys coming in and factoring in. How could this not be one of the greatest single seasons of pro stock ever? I think it's certainly in the discussion. You know, the 
all of the young blood is great. Uh, the new winners, you know, fans get tired of, you talked about Tafco car, fans get tired of the same guy or the same couple of guys winning every week. And so you need to have new blood. You need to, you need to have a reason to watch the race. You know, there was so many years when you basically knew that unless Warren Johnson made a mistake, he was going to be in the final. You know, there was a couple of years where unless Daryl Alderman made a mistake, I believe one year Daryl's 18 race season went to like 12 finals. And that's good if you're that guy. But if you're a fan, you want, you need to be engaged. And the way you engage fans is by them not knowing who's going to win the race, by knowing that, you know, hey, there's six or eight or 10 cars out here. The number of times you look at a pro stock sheet, yeah. when I got started doing this all those years ago, and even not that long ago, there was a lot of times you'd look at a pro stock sheet and go, okay, semifinals, this is going to be fun. And now you really can't do that anymore for the most part because there are so many good cars out there that are capable of going out and, uh, you know, and cracking somebody. And it comes down to a simple matter of horsepower being available because that was always the difference in pro stock. If you had horsepower, you were going to be an animal. And if you didn't have horsepower, you were going to be cannon fodder. And now that horsepower is available, you know, that's why the Derek Kramers and the Matt Hartfords and the guys are Matt Hartford would not be racing crow stock if he didn't get race winning horsepower. At least I don't believe he would. You know, if if it was back in the day where you knew you were three miles an hour slower than the fast guys out there, which meant you're down 100 horsepower. I do not believe that a lot of the teams that are out there racing now would be doing that. They're out there because you can get race winning horsepower from different sources. And that means you can be competitive if you can put the rest of the package together. And so, you know, that's why you see so many out there. And I think it's just going to get better. You know, the Frank Iaconio stuff has stepped up big. The guys at Southwest Performance, they're not going to quit looking for horsepower and trying to get faster, but there are a lot of different opportunities out there. If you want to go out there and compete, you still need to have a budget. It still, you know, isn't for, you know, guys that make five bucks an hour. But it is possible to go out there and run pro stock now and be competitive. And for years, it didn't matter how much money you had. You know, you could get a car from Haas or get a car from Bickle. You get an engine from Steve Schmidt. You can get it. And you would be a 8 to 16 qualifier. And if you had a really great day, you might make it to the semifinal. But your chances of winning races were way long. And your chances of winning a championship were zero. But now, you know, I... Kenny Koretsky wouldn't be out there with his kid if he knew every week we're going to qualify 12th or 14th and just get kicked in the teeth first round. He simply wouldn't do it. But because they know they've got a car that's capable of going out there and getting the job done, that gets them excited. That gets their sponsors excited, whether it's Kenny, whether it's Lucas, whether it's whoever, to come out and be a part of it because they know not only are they going to be there just to be part of the Cool Kids Club, but they have a legitimate shot at winning races. And that's what it's really all about. Amazing. No, it, it is. And and this season could have also gone a little differently. Like you think about the reality that we know, and then there's the reality that we didn't experience. Everybody got up on the wheel against Greg this year. Like he won five times, but everybody, they, every time someone beat Greg, it was the biggest win of the day for them. And you know who really led that? And I didn't have a problem with it, especially when Greg was trying to win 97, um, was the elite team. Like every time they denied Greg Anderson, one of their cars, someone, they celebrated like they just won the U.S. Nationals. And I liked that because people who, and this guy, Jim, who is a big fan of yours and mine and the show, and I love this guy, 
people talk about people leaving the stands for the pro stock cars. Um, yeah, that happens. So you got hundred percent stands for the nitro cars, which is what they come to see these fire breathing 300 mile per hour beasts that defy logic and understanding. Right. And they, those cars are over and the people have been in the stands for two hours. Now here come these pro stock cars. What are they? Maybe these fans don't understand it. Well, some of them leave, I would say, uh, you know, 30% leave 20 to 30% leave the stands, but you still have 70% there. That's a huge crowd. And it's the biggest crowd in all of drag racing other than for the nitro cars. Um, but we can win some of those people over just because they're leaving now doesn't mean. And when they see a group of people on the starting line celebrate, yeah, and it was so important to them, maybe they should stick around. And Jim is a perfect example. Don't give up on those people. Try to win them over. Do interesting things. The Mason Bruno burned down uh, from hell, right? Like people talked about it for two weeks. It got people interested. And Pro Stock has still got so much upside. And I think we're seeing it. And then you got Tater Troyer who wants to know about factory stock extreme. I believe it's factory experimental, but it's the same thing, right? Like people are excited. Uh, yeah, there's, there's just a lot going on right now. You know, I've been a pro stock fan since I was a kid. You know, the nitro cars are awesome. But for me, growing up, you know, driving a car that burned gasoline, had a carburetor, trying to make it go faster, trying to do what I could do. A nitro car to me seemed like an unattainable goal. So I was really drawn to the gasoline and carburetor stuff. And back, you know, way back when the AHRA days, when their pro stock rules were you could run a big block or you could run a small block with nitrous or you could run basically about anything you wanted. It was a really fun category to watch for a kid that had a car that has a clutch in it and has carburetor burns gasoline. And so that's kind of hooked me on it. And then, you know, obviously working for David Nickens for five years when I was down there in the shop and getting an inside understanding of what it really takes to compete at the level that they're competing on out there uh, just made me even more of a fan. You know, I love the cars. I love the machines. And you talk about, you know, Elite busting Greg when he was chasing 97. It wasn't just Elite. I mean, you know, he lost to Dallas Glenn. He lost to Matt Hartford. He lost to Kid Chaos. It's, you know, so, you know, he certainly is equipping a lot of his own enemies out there right now. But that's what makes the class in. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Spence says that the Caruso family posted on Facebook about hiring for a two car pro stock team in 2022 Camry coming out, of course. Uh, yeah. You know, the Caruso family and Mark's out there sometimes if they're very serious about it, that's probably the smart play. Like if you want Camry to go out and compete as rapidly as is possible, that would be the way to do it because of double the data. And we've seen that as a, a positive model in the past. So yeah, more pro stock cars, build them, build them out there quick. And let's, let's get them out there. I would love to see it. Speaking of which, we got a new total seal uh, behind the scenes of pro stock deal that we did at the finals. Um, we were running around like mad people out there. We got an attention in the pits that's up just today uh, with Ashlyn Sacchetti's uh, V-Dub bug. That was really cool. That's out there brand new. Hopefully everybody will share it. But uh, a new total seal video. Hartford showed us the whole chilling process, right? Like not chilling in the pits, but like chilling the engine down before a run. I don't know that people know that, like how cold they get those engines coming up to the starting line. It's not, uh, you know, room temperature to say the least. Well, the interesting thing about, you know, and again, when you're in a category like that, where you're looking for every single little half of horsepower you can get, you would love to have the engine as cold as you could possibly get it and have the oil at about 300 degrees. Uh, Jim Yates at one point, had heating pad on the transmission, heating pad on the oil pan or on the on the uh, 
oil tank and a heating pad on the rear differential. And on his quad, they had a little generator on it. And he would go up in the staging lanes with the generator running, just trying to keep the oil as hot as possible. I think they let him do that for about one race and then went, uh, Jim, no. But there is something to be had there. You know, the colder the charge coming in, if, if you go back in time, you remember cool cans used to be a thing. Yes. Right? When you would run your fuel through a can when you're going to the racetrack, you'd fill that can up with ice so it would cool the fuel off that went into the engine because the more dense the fuel is, the more of it will go in, the more power you're going to make. And there's something to be had there. Uh, it's the same thing with the engine. The, the cooler that the top half, the induction and, and the chambers and the heads are, the more power it's going to make. But you want to do that and still keep the oil as hot as you can possibly get it. Because as the oil gets hotter and hotter and hotter, you're going to make more power as well. So that's the. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, Rick Salazar loves your motorcycles. He wants to go ride. He wants to say, let's go ride, Alan. You guys could form like a crew. Come on, any Saturday, and when you're in Tucson, come on by. We always go out in the morning. Yeah, Rick, see, big mistake. He thought Alan was going to say no. This guy likes to ride, and so he's looking for uh, and he's looking for some muscle for his crew, too. So, dude, this guy Rick is jacked. Hardcore drag racing fan. Awesome stuff. Uh, Alan, any final thoughts? You know, we got the whole offseason. I had promoted the fact we would talk Lucas Oil Champs, then we kind of got onto this uh, you know, discussion, just a general discussion of drag racing. First time we could kind of just be – um, you know, non-specific, right. And just kind of go in any direction, everybody out there kind of taking the show in different direction. Um, but any final thoughts, anything you want to put out there as we get ready for, uh, so next week we'll be back to normal. It's just going to be you and you and I on Tuesday, I'm doing this thing called e-part trade and it's a, a, a industry online industry trade show thing. And I'll be doing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And they got guys from like formula one, Ross Braun, uh, going to be part of it. Zach Brown from McLaren, like heavy duty stuff. But from the drag racing world, we're going to have, um, Antron Brown is going to do a 50 minute piece with me. And we got a lot of drag racing, uh, themed stuff going on as well. It's free to sign up epartrade.com. I will post the links, but that's what I'll be doing Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You and I will get together on Tuesday, and uh, we can talk Lucas Oil Champs or Big Money Bracket Racing. I'll have uh, some thoughts. We can talk about our Thanksgiving meal, if maybe you and Rick go ride. But uh, anything else you want to throw out there to keep us on our toes as we get ready for the weekend? No, not really. Just I hope everybody has a good Thanksgiving. I hope you get together with family and friends and uh, enjoy the day. Simple as that, huh? What are you going to have for Thanksgiving? What's the Reinhardt Thanksgiving plan? I know you don't roast the turkey. No, nah, I'll, I'll probably be at the shop. There it is. Doing doing shop things. No, I, I like that, man. I, I agree with you. One, they, of my, uh, one of my favorite Thanksgiving stories, when I was down in Texas, uh, I actually stayed with David Nickens at a spare bedroom in his house when I was down there working for him all those years. And one Thanksgiving, he and Karina were going to go down and visit some of her relatives in Florida, so they weren't going to be there for Thanksgiving. Well, if you know Karina, you know Karina's like, got to make sure everything's taken care of. And she says, Big Al, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving? And I'm going to work. She said, no, 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 for Thanksgiving dinner. I said, nothing. She said, nope, here's the deal. You can go to Joe's house or you can go to Tim's house or you can go to, you know, basically anybody that's out there in the neighborhood. And I said, Karina, I'm going to go to work and then I'm going to go to Hooters. And she said, you can't go to Hooters. For I said, chicken, turkey, come on, it's close enough. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Hooters. That's going to be my Thanksgiving. You can't do that. So Thursday morning, I got up and went to the shop just like I always did. And working on Thanksgiving is like working on Christmas, right? Phone doesn't ring. UPS doesn't come. Nobody bothers yep. you. You can actually go in and do something without getting distracted by a whole bunch of other stuff going on. And so end of the day, I get done, lock the shop up, go back to the house. 
and there are six Thanksgiving dinners sitting on the bar because she told everybody on the island where they live, Al's going to be all alone. You got to make a plate for him. So everybody made me a plate and brought it over. And when I got back home, there's six complete dinners sitting on the bar. And I'm going, what am I going to do with this? So, Eat it. There it is. You six were of them? Like six, nights. six of them? Yeah. No, I did a little picking and choosing. And then uh, the fish had a happy Thanksgiving when I walked out on the dock. It kind of went. There you go. Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I, I didn't everybody. need six of them, Joe. I did not need six of them. All right. Makes sense. Makes sense. But uh, hey, between you know you and I and everybody watching, obviously, happy Thanksgiving to you and thank you. I'm thankful for you coming on WFO these Tuesdays. People don't realize, man, going back to 2005 on XM Satellite Radio, starting the genre, like launching the genre of worldwide drag racing talk at that time. Uh, you know, people don't realize is, you know, not a, a statue or anything, but uh, maybe someday. But uh, the idea of this worldwide broadcasting that has occurred now and so many are doing, it was really launched then on the satellite company. And uh, that's when we got together. And look, now, you know, I, you, I, you dragged me out there to work and we've had a great time and what a great year. And thank you for all of it. Well, thank you as well. I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you and your dad have a good time. And I hope you end up do go. You do go race. Even if you don't race, I hope you at least go. Well, we're definitely going to go. Like I, I got to get my dad a face full of nitro at some point, unless he's not feeling great. Right. Which that's uh, that would be his call. But um, I would like to race. I guess I don't have to run the GTO, but the, I used to never have a clutch car in the family. Now I only have clutch cars and I'm not bracket racing a clutch car because that's just suicide. But um, maybe I'll find something to do. I'll get another automatic. Maybe I'll bring mom's Grand Prix and just not tell her. Right. Yeah. Like back when I was a little kid. Just make sure you wash your windows before you take it home. Good, good point. Good point. Let's not tell my mom. All right, Alan. Great job. Thanks, Joe. Talk soon. Here he goes. The voice of the NHRA, Alan Reinhardt, joins us each week right here on WFO Radio. Hopefully you will subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, or YouTube, WFO Radio TV, and the YouTube channel. Oh, my goodness. I posted just the other day, the last time Joe went bracket racing. And I told the, uh, the Patreons last night and everybody that listens to Ignition, See, one of the big secrets here in the WFO universe is that Ignition is an audio-only show. I know the streaming stuff is very popular with everybody, and we can all have live interaction, but Ignition is where we disseminate the real information, right? Like the real stuff. And the Patreons especially, uh, patreon.com slash WFO radio, I told them uh, that I wanted to go bracket racing, but we're really considering selling the Pontiac GTO. This car right here, we're considering selling it. You know, there's some things. It's got 16,000 miles on it. It's a genuine low miles car, but it's got some stuff that is, uh, you know, unique and they don't make the car anymore and the company that makes the car anymore. I don't know. I'm thinking about releasing it into the wild, but getting in one final race might be cool. So I reposted the Joe Goes Bracket Racing video that turns out a lot of people hadn't seen and it got another bunch of views immediately, which is kind of cool. Um, go check it out on the YouTube channel. Uh, and to our Patreons, thank you so much for the people who support the show directly. Patreon.com slash WFO Radio. And they get some special benefits. They get uh, Monday Motivation, and they get to watch the Ignition show if they choose and chime in and participate. It's kind of a cool deal, and we're trying to uh, advance that program as much as is possible. Now, the real car, the 78 Trans Am, we got a long uh, program ahead of us. Uh, disassemble and assess is uh, 
is the program. We'll do it. Big thanks to our sponsors, folks like Total Seal, Total Seal Piston Rings. Took a factory tour beginning of 2020. It was pretty amazing. And hopefully we'll get back there in 2022. TotalSeal.com. Subscribe to the Apple Podcast, uh, Hidden Horsepower, and be ready for the Gary Stinnett episode, TotalSeal.com. And Marvin Rodak, who is out there chiming in. Someone asked you, Marvin, if you ship overseas. And you know, that's the problem with some things. The overseas shipping is just so exorbitant, right? Like I would want everybody to experience Marvin Rodak's coffee, but like, you know, the shipping is going to be more expensive. So it all depends on, on you. If you can pay for the shipping, I'm sure he'll ship it to you. But if you don't you know, want to pay for the shipping overseas, then, well, you know, I don't know. And what's the deal with customs and all of that? That's why we changed our merch store to simplify it. Um, but Marvin Rodak, 817-924-6821. I'll say it slow for everybody out there running to get a pen. Hot sauce, habanero endorphin booster, but he's got four. Spice rubs. So many great things over there at Rodax. 817-924-6821. Call Marvin. Marvin. I want those holiday packs for 10 of my friends and he'll send them to you. And then you mail them out. I'm telling you, it's a home run. You don't have to believe me, but it's a home run. Frank Hawley's drag racing school, frankhawley.com. Call them, tell them, man, I want to get this as a gift for somebody that I really like who loves drag racing. It's going to be $399 or more, but you can't have a better gift than this. I'm telling you a, a day experience, half day with Frank Hawley, three runs down the racetrack, one half track, two full track passes, hanging out with Frank driving dragsters, like an experience of a lifetime. Amazing. Frankhawley.com and samtech.edu, the school of automotive machinists and technology, not really a Christmas gift kind of thing, more of a gift to yourself, life lesson kind of thing. And, uh, Samtech been shouted out on hidden horsepower so many times. Um, it's not for everybody, but they are so connected in the industry. That is the thing. And uh, I even share an anecdote in this coming uh, Hidden Horsepower about uh, broadcasting schools and how when I worked at the radio stations, uh, they would, you know, broadcasting schools would supply interns. It was kind of an ecosystem, right? This is not what that is. This is a much different situation. And all you have to do is ask the guys on Stanfield's team and many others, Keith Wilson from Wilson Manifolds, uh, here in South Florida, he would always tell me early WFO sponsor, by the way, Keith Wilson. I haven't talked to Keith in a while. I got to reach out to him. He's a big celebrity now. I don't think Keith even remembers guy like me anymore. I'm kidding, but he is all over all that. No prep King stuff. They all use his stuff, but his guys that are in there working on the cylinder heads. Where'd you guys come from? Sam tech just saying, you know, and maybe that's not the case right now, but it was when I was there. Uh, if you're a young person, you want to get in this ecosystem. That's really what it's all about samtech.edu get your way in big shout out to our friends tamara and keelan in the trailer and nitro fish and randy lynn and Bo. what a great year so excited to have Bo back thank you to nitro fish happy thanksgiving episode you know uh thank you so much to the folks at nitro fish supporting wfo radio over the season and if you're on there watching live hang in there for a few minutes i'm going to ask everybody to put their comments and thoughts in the comment section we'll debrief as we get up on out of here and thank you to everybody who rocked the wfo sticker on their car at some point over the course of the season. It has been truly humbling and amazing to see like, you know, Jerry Emmons with a WFO sticker on his car. He goes out and wins the U S nationals and, you know, Gareth sent going out there and he's got a WFO sticker on his car. Like it's so amazing. And of course, Hartford and Joe Arrowsmith setting records and F altered automatic rocking WFO stickers on their car. It's been 
amazing, culminating with Justin Ashley, and I should have that photograph, Justin Ashley putting the WFO radio sticker on the front wing of his top fuel dragster. And if you watch the Fox show, um, it got us so much pub. Hopefully, people who are watching NHRA drag racing see that and say, let me go check that out. Uh, it is a bummer that Justin lost first round, but wasn't for the lack of trying. He just lost a very close and tight, difficult race. Um, he wanted to put it on there for the great mojo. Hopefully, that will extend into 2022, where everybody knows the mojo. It takes more than one race, right? It takes more than one race to build up the uh, the mojo. Just ask Jerry Emmons, who went on to win the world championship. Right, Jerry? Right? You put the sticker on the car, and now you're world champion. It has to, like, charge up the power of WFO. Now, tomorrow, 12 noon, everybody. Write it down. Mark it in your phone. Be ready. 12 noon. Is this it? No. That one already happened. Is this it? This is it. Greg Anderson, five-time champ, full debrief session. We're going to ask him everything, and we'll let you guys have Adam, too. 12 noon, and it will be the final show of the week before Thanksgiving. Also, in our merch store, the link is in the uh, chat section. Hoodies, sweatshirts, long-sleeve tees, mugs, T-shirts, all of our new artwork, our new stuff are in the merch store. Get yourself a gift. Right now, uh, according to what they say, 35% off everything. 35% off. Guys, means you can get a T-shirt for like 13 bucks. That's very little. Uh, in the world of t-shirts. So why not do it? Uh, check it out. Uh, the folks at T Public do our, our shirts and uh, it's gone so far pretty well. One thing that it has not uh, done is uh, they do not ship to the UK for nothing. That's something we learned the other day. You Kev told us is like, they don't ship to the UK for nothing. It's uh, considerable, but who knows? And I'm going to throw that up there in the chat section one more time. All right, let's see what everybody's got to say. Cause I'm out of material. Suggest a coffee to try from Rodax. Well, there's a WFO radio blend, which I think is where everybody should start. The WFO radio blend was made specifically for us by Marvin. A little of this and a little of that. If you like really caffeinated stuff, bang the blower is really great. Bang the blower. The drag racing themed blends is where I would start on my Rodax journey. But if you've already done that, man, the, uh, you know, the Blue Mountain and the exotics, the Dominican, I'm loving it all. Uh, and what I do with Marvin is just tell him to send me stuff and then I try it and enjoy it. And some I like better than others, but I really like that WFO radio blend. But I suggest you talk with Marvin because some people are not caffeine. They're a little too caffeine uh, sensitive and I'm not. And this guy is asking me on Twitter, why, Joe, you're, you're a little shaky. Uh, yes, I am, man. It's because I'm, I'm very sensitive to caffeine, but I love it. I love it. All right, let's see what uh, this guy says to say. Let's see. Oh, Derek had asked. Okay. Got to hit the bunk rolling 600 tonight. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too, race guitar. Announcer question. Do y'all wear track headsets or do you carry your own? I have my own molded earbuds. I have always considered wearing over-the-ear protection as well, but, you know, I don't know. It just goes through me anyway. So I actually cover my ears. I kind of do this kind of deal as the cars launch. I know it doesn't look cool, but molded earbuds with my hands over my ears for the launch, I feel like that's all I can really do. 
works for me. Barrichello Nitro can be working in uh, her garage on Thanksgiving as well. Way to go. Everyone's saying happy Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Jim mentioning they use custom molded uh, in the ears. Yes, which I get from Racing Electronics and my friend Keith over there. And I think they're great. And I would doubles as ear protection. Yes, because we're connected to our radios. And I'm scanning Reinhardt all the time. And then when someone contacts me, uh, Joe, we need you to do something. Uh, it interrupts. I'm the only person who has that. I innovated that out on the tour and I haven't shared it. It's my own personal innovation. There's a little downside, but it's generally good. Are you going to talk big money bracket racing? Well, I, I want to get uh, some of these big money bracket racing guys on there. Absolutely. It's just, you know, maybe Tebow will come on or we'll see. But uh, it's just a matter of when it's, you know, this week it's not happening and next week it's not happening. But once we get into the off season, maybe some PRI stuff, definitely. Trust me, Troy, I love the big money bracket racing scene. We just got to get into it. And those guys are hard to get a hold of and they're not PR savvy. They're not like, oh, you got to come do an interview. They don't always do it, but I'm sure they got their own uh, channels as well. But I definitely want to do it because I respect that. I got to figure out how to go bracket racing myself this weekend. I'm already ready for Pomona. Love me some drag racing. Absolutely, Justin. Thank you. Me too. Except people are like, come on, 2022. Hey, slow the roll a little bit. Give us a break. Okay. Let me recharge. Get to PRI. Got a lot of stuff going on. I got to get my segments in. I didn't even tell Reinhardt about my big segment plan. Race the caddy. No way, man. 2006 Cadillac CTSV. Everybody knows the weakest thing is the rear end. They're breaking them out of them left and right. And uh, I can't afford to break the rear end of the car. I mean, they shatter them. And so no launching on that car. That car is an up-to-speed, cruise-around car. There would be zero launches on the Cadillac CTSV. And even then, they're brutal. So no chance. I'm not breaking my stuff. Can't afford that. No breaking. Unless we create a new Patreon category called Joe Breaks His Stuff. Patreon.com slash Joe Breaks His Stuff. And everybody pays for the stuff that I break. Then we could have ourselves a little bit different show. I don't think you can do it. Thanks for reposting that, Joe. It was fun to watch again. I put a lot into that. Joe goes bracket racing bit. Just picked up an Acura six-speed TSX. Well, way to go, Barrichello. You're going to be working on it. Already posted that one, Monica. Nitro blend. Exactly. Jeff's buying the Rodax. Apparently, Zizzo's hooked on the Rodax. That's all us. Mark, glad you made it out to our mothership. Dad took me uh, to Pomona in 1968. They have been there more or less yearly since I did my Frank Hawley class there. Excellent. Thank you, Mark. Jeff, I see that one uh, also WFO blend. Hmm, I wonder. Well, I think it's great. And then me posting my stuff. A couple more and then we're out. Robert, thank you, Robert. Thank you, everyone, for supporting our show. And this is just like everybody. Joe Morrison, Rodax Coffee and Hot Sauces Rule. Don't they, Joe? Don't they? And Joe Morrison was doing something with a big celebrity the other day. I forget what it was. Like some big, huge celebrity. Do I need to dig into my email? Just to show you how big a deal this Nitro Joe Morrison is. Like, and he keeps it a secret. There's one of the teams. Yeah, Ted Koppel and Lyle Lovett for an online event. Right. Except you sent it to me after I got off the air, Joe. Like right after I got off the air, like while I was on the air. This guy did an online event last week. It was streamed on Lyle. It's available now. Okay. It's still available till 1125. How about it, Joe? I get to it eventually. LyleLoveIt.com, Facebook and YouTube. Any support would be appreciated. 
They will be showing clips of NHRA racing. They'll be talking about NHRA along with COPD conversation. And he's going to be on there with Lyle Lovett and Ted Koppel and Joe Morrison. All big celebrities, but none bigger than Joe Morrison. Thank you, Joe, for that. Bracket races, stick shift. Then you can say you beat him with a stick. Yeah, except I would never win. There's no chance. I'm in an old uh, old person stick shifter. If I'm going to be doing stick shift, it's around a road course, not bracket racing. We had a guy at our local track named Dave Wing, Miami Hollywood Speedway, and Moroso. I think he's deceased now, but I'm not exactly sure. He wasn't the only, but he was really good. And I'd have to run him in my truck. And I would dial like 1809, 1807. I'd hit the tree, bang. And I would look back and watch. It was like a Ford Torino or something. And the front end would come up. Boom. And I would watch the front end coming. Boom. Every shift. Here he comes. And he was perfect. This guy was perfect. He won a lot of bracket races. And no vertigate shifter nonsense, man. Like the guy was good. Um, I could never do that. People who get it done, like nowadays in stock and super stock, they all have the Liberty style shifter. Not taking anything away from anybody, but it's a little different than the old school H pattern shifter clutching it each time. And uh, this guy was a good. And there were a couple back in the day. And there are things. I had a great conversation with uh, Sherman Adcock and John Labuse at the Division II uh, banquet a couple of years ago. And the whole thing was basically around, you know, stay in your lane of what you are capable of doing. Like, if you don't know how to hold eight, don't try it. This guy knows for a fact he cannot bracket raise the stick shift car. And also he'll blow the rear end out of his Cadillac. So no. Kudos to all y'all, though. Happy Turkey Day, Joe. Uh, Gavin, is this the top fuel shootout? Uh, is the top fuel shootout on Saturday? How does this fit in with qualifying? Uh, I guess you're talking at the the Gator Nationals. I don't know. The answer is I don't know. Probably like we've done all of our uh, bonus races in the past. Take care of the ears, Joe, or you will meet with Mr. Tinnitus. Yeah, I know about that. And I have uh, don't have it yet. And I've been working very hard to protect myself from the tinnitus. Um, I know it. And everybody's deaf. Like they're all, who knows why though? Probably their own stuff at home. Uh, I was just confirming. I thought I heard you say I wasn't trying to pester you. I know, Troy, and you're allowed to pester because you're a Patreon. Patreons are allowed to pester. Nobody else. Uh, hey, Joe, how often are you on the road during the season? 24 to 26 weekends a year? Enough. Too much. Enough to be a Platinum Pro. How about the headset? I was mainly referring to when you're in the booth. There is a headset, a communal headset. That at first I was kind of skeeved out by, but then when I noticed nobody else wore it, I seized control of it. And now I use it and people are skeeved by me, I guess. Um, I like the idea of the headset. I crank it up a lot because it enables me to keep like I'm wearing a headset right now. Uh, keep the voice as low as is possible. This year I had a really great year for not shredding my voice. I really only had one race where I had vocal problems and that was in Texas. And that was more due to allergies than anything else. Um, keeping it. The first couple of years I was in, I wanted to be, you know, energy, energy, exciting. That's me. Energy, exciting. Like that's what I think is important. Uh, and you know, at the right time. Um, but I had to learn some valuable lessons and I think I've learned many of those lessons now. And so, and a lot, one of those lessons is wear the headset and just kind of control the flow. Um, but I'm happy with my year. Joe Morrison is a big deal. We love him. Uh, 
More races, Joe. More races. More races, more reliability. Now we have expectations of you. We know that Nitro Joe Morrison is the real deal. Grumpy Jenkins style four speed. Exactly. Nuts. And I know it's true in all forms of racing. You'll see Ayrton Senna out there going around laps around Monaco in that creation that they were like, and the cameras. It's nuts. And the same is true for everyone. I'm sure those old school top fuel cars were really hard to drive and they were scary, certainly. But the guys that were clutching it back then, the only difference, like Herb McCandless, was pretty amazing. But also, they were racing exclusively against, for the most part, guys who were also clutching it. So all things were being equal. The guys who are winning out there in clutch cars now up against everybody else who's in an automatic, that is what is impressive to me. But again, the Vertigate changes it. Get a Tesla and race that. Ha, ha, ha. Obviously a throwback shot to me losing to the Tesla. Will they have Super Street at the Gators uh, since, is, uh, since the Southerns are no more? That is a great question. I do not know the answer to the question. Um, yeah, I don't think. Are you kidding me? I have this thing here and I, I've lost it. I had the whole schedule in front of me and now I misplaced it. Oh, well. We'll figure it out in the future. I don't think Super Street was on that anyway. Working on it, thanks. More money equals more races. Well, Joe, go get the money. What are you waiting for? Well, we're waiting. There's a little tribute to Judge Smales. For you Caddyshack experts out there. Talenko. A little different. But yeah. Great stuff. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you to everyone. If you, those of you who hang on after Reinhardt, right, to just hear the rantings and see what people post. Thank you very much. Appreciate all of you guys. Greg Anderson tomorrow. Greg Anderson tomorrow. will be on the show. Greg Anderson tomorrow. 12 noon. Set a reminder. ASAP. Set a reminder. Your questions for Greg. I will ask him your questions. You will be able to participate with Greg Anderson. Five-time Pro Stock World Champion. McCampin World Series. Greg Anderson going to be on the show. Thanks to Alan Reinhardt. Thanks to all of you. It's Thanksgiving week. Black Friday is Friday. We'd ask you to get some WFO gear in our store. You can go to WFORadio.com. Also, lots of great gifts in our website WFO store, including the Warren Johnson book by Kelly Wade and the Snake book and all of that stuff. Go to WFORadio.com right after the show and bounce around. My Breville Smart Oven Air Fryer is on there that I love so much. There's a lot of different stuff in there in our WFO Gifts for Listeners section. So check that out. That's all I got. Thank you to everyone. Appreciate you. We'll continue through the offseason. Next week, I'll be doing EPAR Trade. You can sign up for that for free and watch the webinars. It's very interesting. I'll be on Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. But on Tuesday, the day I'm not on, they're going to have Ross Braun. They're going to have Zach Brown for you Formula One fans. And this weekend is the Citrus Nationals up at Moroso for what people are saying will be the final time before they bulldoze the track and erase its memory. That's a little dramatic, a little overdramatic for me. All right, everybody. See you next time on WFO. Tomorrow, noon.